Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Where you at? I'm Dan Day. Hit me up social media at Dan Day Radio. Always trying to do some exciting stuff for you and me in my life. Just live vicariously through me if you haven't been doing anything too, too crazy. I seem to always find myself in some craziness. Going to get into some fun with The Joe Rose Show. They're talking to Peter King in just a little while. Greeny, he's talking NFL. Sam Darnold particularly, but also some moves that teams might be making with Mike Tenenbaum. And then Hawk and Crowder. Solana is back and Baylor is big. Right now, though, let's get into the big headlines. Baylor handed Gonzaga their only loss of the season last night, 86-70 en route to their first national championship. The Jets traded quarterback Sam Darnold to the Panthers for a sixth-round pick this year, plus a second and fourth-round pick next year. Victor Oladipo had his first practice with the Heat yesterday. Miami plays Memphis tonight at 8, but Justice Winslow will not play due to injury. The Marlins fell to the Cardinals 4-1 yesterday. The two play again today at 6:40. The Panthers take on Carolina tonight at 7, Florida sits atop the central standings, while the Hurricanes are just three points back. After many of its players were vaccinated for COVID-19 at the team facility in Fort Lauderdale, Inter-Miami has scheduled three warm-up games, two against Miami FC and one against Toronto FC. They open MLS play April 18th, facing the LA Galaxy. Former UNC player and current assistant coach Hubert Davis has been named Roy Williams' replacement. He has been on the staff for nine years. Florida State has hired former Hurricanes head coach Randy Shannon as a senior defensive analyst. Shannon was 28-22 and 22 in his four seasons at the U. And now, you know where we're going. We're taking a step into the day spa. Ah. The 8th Annual East Coast Dog Surfing Championship was recently held at Cocoa Beach. Well, I was not told about this. A sealed copy of the original Super Mario Bros. video game has sold for $660,000. That person may know about money, but they sure don't know about the internet. A former McDonald's employee has revealed while the ice cream machine always seems to be broken. He says, The machines are expensive, and they only have one per store, so they overheat. Mysteries of the world solved. A New Mexico man recently found 15,000 bees in his car, and you thought those half-empty water bottles in the back were bad. Oh, it's always good in the morning when you get up and have Joe Rose rocking your radio. Earlier this morning, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, they're touching base with Peter King about Sam Darnold. Also, where does Teddy Ballgame wind up? Draft moves and Tua's future here at MIA. 
They're bringing on Peter King from NBC Sports' must-read each week, Football Morning in America. Peter, thanks for your time this morning. Before we get to anything crazy, what would you think of the Sam Darnold trade yesterday? What was your initial thoughts on that? Uh, three things. One, the the Panthers really paid a lot for a very, very tarnished player. And although I think it's a good risk to take with Sam Darnold, I, I thought that that was uh, a high price from Carolina in getting a two, a four, and a six for a guy who they were really having trouble getting a two from any team. And so this, I thought it was a good trade for Joe Douglas because in essence, the Jets knew they were going to make a change at quarterback. The second thing that interested me about the trade is that it basically leaves the Jets with a quarterback in Zach Wilson, most likely, who is basically going to have, you know, they've handed him this job. You know, a year ago, Zach Wilson played a very weak schedule at Brigham Young and excelled. And it's not his fault that all their original opponents at Brigham Young last year, the games got canceled because of COVID. And Brigham Young had to basically invent a football schedule. And so they were playing a lot of lesser lights last year. And then I, I think the last thing is, doesn't it feel a little bit with the Jets like, you know, lather, rinse, repeat? I mean, <laughs> every two or three or four years, Steve Serby had a great quote in the New York Post today from Christopher Johnson after the draft in 2018 when they got Darnold. Listen to Christopher Johnson. I think people are going to look back 20 years from now and say, this is the moment that the Jets shifted into a new gear and became a great team. I mean, the Jets are 13 and 35 since. And now Sam Darnold is on the Panthers. So look, Joe Douglas is fighting a lot of things, most notably history, uh, in trying to build a great team with the Jets. We'll see if he can do it. I just wanted to ask you, Peter, a uh, follow-up on Teddy Bridgewater. What happens to Teddy? Is he out? Does he redo his contract? What, what do you think happens there? I think he's out. I think they soured on Bridgewater as the year went on uh, last year, and I'd be surprised if he were back there. I think he's. I think Teddy's going to have to go somewhere. I mean, I think a really, really good place for Teddy Bridgewater, a fantastic place, would be to go to Seattle. Because to me, I don't know what the future holds for Russell Wilson, but it doesn't sound like it's it's certain it's going to be a long-term future. You know with Pete Carroll, John Schneider, however much longer Pete coaches, they're always going to be a competitive team. And Scott Fitterer, who was the new GM in Carolina, said he was going to do everything he could to try to trade Bridgewater somewhere that would be good for him. I really think if I were him, I'd want to go and – and uh, back up Russell Wilson this year, and then we'll see what happens. Peter, we have never talked so much quarterback as we have this offseason. I agree, Joe. This is oh un- it is an unbelievable <laughs> offseason. Unbe- because, look, you know, Joe, and I don't mean to cut you off at the pass, but I yesterday uh, I had Mel Kuyper. I, I, I interviewed Mel Kuyper for my podcast. Now, Mel Kuyper has been doing this for 43 years. He has never seen a time, uh, I don't think, when the quarterbacks, so many quarterbacks got pushed up on his board. Now, I think his board is Trevor Lawrence, number one, and then the next four guys are these great pass catchers. You know, Kyle Pitts, the uh, tight end 
from Florida and then the three wide receivers. But, you know, uh, these quarterbacks keep getting pushed up. It is just, it is such a lottery system right. for these quarterbacks, and that is all that we talk about. It's it's really unbelievable. It, it, it really is. And, and i got to bring up the Justin Fields stuff because – I feel bad for him. I mean, of all the guys he's dropping and things that have been said about him and uh, some of the stuff a little irresponsible, actually. I, I, I thought comments when we start talking about last guy in and first guy out and stuff like that and his work ethic, that that's pretty tough. These jobs are tough enough. But what are your thoughts on the rest of those guys? Would you be surprised if we go four for four in the draft, their first four picks, and Atlanta trades their pick or keeps it for a quarterback? Could it happen? I think we're going to go three for three. And then if you are, if, you know, so the tr- there is no track record for Terry Fontenot, the new GM in Atlanta, and for Arthur Smith, the new coach in Atlanta. But I, I have a feeling they're going to take a quarterback at four. I don't know that at all. But I just think that they look at Matt Ryan having a couple of years, maybe left, and then – I don't know that they're going to want to keep paying Matt Ryan in the range of whatever it is, $40 million right. a year. I do think the one other thing is imagine that this is a draft with two franchise tackles and three franchise wide receivers. And then, hey, look, maybe the best tight end to come into the league in decades, maybe ever, who knows? Kyle Pitts is a ridiculous matchup problem for any defense, and that includes in the NFL. So, I mean, they have a choice to make, and they can get an absolutely great player just sitting there at four if they choose not. It, nobody could criticize them if they took Kyle Pitts. I, I don't think nobody great. could criticize them if they took Panay Sewell, the, the tackle from Oregon, or, or the tackle from Northwestern. They are in a great situation, and I don't know why. But I just think maybe to mold the Trey Lance in uh, in Arthur Smith's image and to, and to solve your quarterback problem, you know, they drafted Matt Ryan in 2008. It's 2021 now. Imagine, you know, you solve your quarterback problem in this second draft, you know, that you're going to pick a quarterback high, and all of a sudden you've solved your quarterback problem for 30 years. I, that's just a gut feeling I have. Are, are you uh, – you got a problem with uh, Justin Fields? Are you okay with him? It looks like he's just dropping more and more every day. What, what are your thoughts on Justin? I don't really know why it is. And, and again, look, I made some phone calls. I wrote the lead to my column this week on Justin Fields. And, and Ryan Day, the coach at Ohio State, gave me, I thought, a very logical defense of Justin Fields. And his logic was based on the simple fact that here is a guy who did two things. He uh, came back, uh, and when Kevin Winston, uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten, said there was going to be no football, Justin Fields is the guy who organized all Big Ten football players and had them sign petitions to, uh, you know, to come back and to have a season. And it ended up being a factor, a brick in the wall, as to why the Big Ten ended up playing football. And then I don't know how you watch football. And I don't, I'm not a big college football watcher, but I did watch Ohio State Clemson. And I watched one of the biggest hits a quarterback can ever take. And whatever happened, I don't know, broken ribs, I, I don't know, whatever it is, he was affected after that. And he came back 
and outdueled uh, Trevor Lawrence and threw four touchdown passes and had the game of his life playing with an, uh, it looked to be an agonizing injury. So I, how do you question a guy's either love of the game, desire, work ethic? I don't know. And, and look, as I wrote in my column, I talked to two people over the weekend who are uh, going to be key in what their teams do in this draft, and one of which is high enough to get one of those four guys. They said, we haven't heard about this stuff with, with Justin Fields' work ethic. So I honestly... I'm not doubting Dan Orlovsky because I believe people told him that. But I do think that sometimes, sometimes that people can be wrong. And who knows? Time will tell whether he's wrong or not. But you're right. It does seem like he's dropping in this draft. And I, I'm just going to tell you what I think. I think that there's a chance that one of these desperate teams for a quarterback, let's say New England, Let's say Chicago, and I wouldn't say the Patriots are desperate for a quarterback, but they realize that they're going to need a quarterback. I would not be at all surprised if one team like the Patriots or the Bears make a a trade up to 9, 10, 11 if Fields is still sitting there or if any of those guys are still sitting there to try to get him. Peter King from NBC Sports joining us here on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Peter, we're talking about quarterbacks being drafted, quarterbacks changing teams. How about maybe the craziest quarterback story we've seen in a long time with Deshaun Watson and the massage therapist and the lawsuits pending and the civil suits? This is one of the, I mean, um, we were just talking about this earlier, Peter, about less than a month ago or a month ago, we were talking about how many draft picks to give up as Dolphin fans to grab this guy to have him be the starting quarterback maybe next year. Now it's a possibility this guy doesn't play. Like, what do you think's going on in the Deshaun Watson saga right now? I mean, it's crazy. And look, I don't know. Chris Greer has done an incredible job building up an armada of draft choices. But if they had decided, let's say that this Deshaun Watson story never happened. If they had decided that uh, they were they wanted to put together a good package for uh, Deshaun Watson, they certainly could have done so. You know, with not only with the third pick in the draft, but with uh, you know the 18th pick in the draft, and then obviously they've got two twos this year, and and so and and you know with their future picks as well, next year's one. Clearly, they could have done so had they wanted to. But the one thing when I think about the Dolphins is, I mean, if Tua doesn't make it, you know, if he has another so-so year next year, uh, and they're, they're going to have some real questions about whether he's the long-term guy, I just think about however long Stephen Ross now has owned the team, 12 years, whatever it is, and and he and his Big or 15 years, I forget how many, but however long it's been, because it, it, it predates Tannehill, right? All he has wanted was a, is a franchise quarterback. Right. They maneuvered and got in great shape uh, to pick fifth last year, but then they kind of sort of, some people in the organization anyway, fell in love with Joe Burrow. They couldn't get him. And now this offseason, even if they had wanted to go get uh, Deshaun Watson, and even if they did put the best trade offer on the table for Houston, you know, now it's impossible to do. There's no way you can make a trade for Deshaun Watson now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, the quarterback, 
it's like there's this uh the curse of the merino you know <laughs> nobody nobody wants you know nobody wants there to uh, to ever be uh another merino but again look we're being very i'm being very very premature on tua tua i still think has a very good chance to be good and i think for his sake uh, I think he deserves that chance. And, you know, look, for the for the Dolphins, they're going to be in, in position at six now to get one of those great receivers or to get Kyle Pitts, either one of them. Can you imagine Pitts and Gesicki, you know, oh, in the man. lineup? Ooh. I mean, that's even better than, than, than throwing a couple of Joe Roses out there. Hey, no, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> that's much better. You got me excited about that one. Forget the old guy. I like that, Peter. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That sounded real good. Peter, it's always great having you, man. Really appreciate Thanks, you Peter. finding some time for us. Great stuff today. Okay. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome, guys. Have, have a great week. The only thing more exciting about trying to predict what's going to happen in the NFL is actually watching the games. We'll have the games for the Dolphins right here on 560 The Joe. Right here in just a couple minutes, Greeny talking with Mike Tenenbaum. Makes a ton of sense for both sides. I think from the Jet perspective, I understand what Mel Kuyper was saying, Greeny, which is, hey, look, you have two quarterbacks. More Sam Darnold reaction next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. I'm Dan Day, playing some July Talk in the background. Push and pull, very interesting band. They used to shoot all their music videos in black and white, but now they've started shooting them in color. Guess some things just get old. Never gets old with Greeny from ten to noon weekdays, right here on Five Sixty, the Joe. He's talking to the commissioner, Mike Tenenbaum, about Sam Darnold and the reaction to his big trade, and what about? Mitch Trubisky. It happens yesterday. We've been talking about it and waiting for it forever. What was your when you first saw it and you saw where he went and what they got for Sam Darnold? What was your first reaction? Makes a ton of sense for both sides. I think from the Jet perspective, I understand what Mel Kiper was saying, Greeny, which is, hey, look, you have two quarterbacks. Move forward. Let Sam play this year. Bring Zach Wilson along slowly, but. I think when you're a new head coach, you want to just be bootstrapped to one quarterback and moving forward. When we think of the Jets, hopefully for the next 10 years, it's going to be Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. And I think for the Panthers, Greeny, I think it was really smart. I think it was opportunistic. And when you looked at their options, Sam Darnold not giving away a high pick until a second next year is really smart business. How good is Darnold going to be as he goes to a a team that has legit offensive weapons, that has a a young coach that everybody likes in Matt Rule, that has a young offensive coordinator everybody loves in Joe Brady, and maybe most important of all, isn't tanking away a season, which for him is going to be a delightful change of pace. How good is Darnold going to be? I think he's going to be good. I, you know... And as you know, we've discussed this quite a bit on GetUp. I see him as a B, B plus. I see him as a Kirk Cousins, a guy that you could win a lot of games with, take you to the playoffs. But I don't see an elite talent. And again, I wish we have seen more flashes of greatness over the last five years. We just haven't. And, you know, as Hembo mentioned this morning, when you really look at it objectively, Mitch Trubisky has really outplayed him. And, and that's just a contextual comment to say that he has still a chance to be really good because I believe in his ability. I believe in his character, but, and I like Joe Brady a lot. I think those are all fair points, but I just 
at some point wanted to see some more consistent flashes of greatness, and we just haven't. I'm with but that. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, he, he's in a good situation. I, I, I hear that, but let me, let me go. It's an. I like the comparison. Mitch Trubisky, who the Bears gave up on. I've been saying forever I wouldn't have given up if I, on if I were them. If you look at the at the circumstances Mitch Trubisky has played in or did play in during his years in Chicago relative to what Sam has had for his three years in New York, I would argue Trubisky was set up to succeed far more than Darnold was. Do I have that in your opinion? Do you disagree? No, I think that's totally fair. That, that's 100% right. But don't you think at some point Sam has to overcome the environment and show some, again, some flashes, not just a player or two, but go on a three-game winning streak where you beat New England and Buffalo in back-to-back games. Just something where you could say, like, okay, we've seen him put a team on his back. I, honestly, I don't. And and the reason you and I disagree on this, and, and, and the reason is, I just don't think anyone could have overcome how horrendous they were. And, and I know that you like Adam Gase, and so I don't want to start that argument again here, but I blame him for a lot of it, and I blame the talent for a lot of it. And I would say this, if Sam Darnold had been drafted by the Bears, number two, when he was, when Trubisky was, if you just removed uh, Trubisky from the equation and put Darnold in there, I think Darnold would be succeeding right now in Chicago. I think he'd be good and they'd be good. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And there certainly were much better weapons over the last couple of years in Chicago. I think Anthony Miller's a little bit underrated. Al Robinson was, again, tagged. So you can certainly say those those players are certainly better than whatever the Jets have had over the last three seasons. With that said, Trubisky, despite their massive investment in him made by Ryan Pace, who's still their general manager, gave up on him. So I think that just gives good context that even though Trubisky outplayed Darnold, there's another organization that just said, hey, this isn't good enough. I think that's right. And, and, and it brings me actually to a bigger point. And that is that we used to live in a football world, Mike, where if you drafted a quarterback in the first round and you got it wrong, it would cost your organization five years because you would you would never stop trying to justify it. And part of that, I think, was the financial commitment, the investment you had to make in that player. Now, because the finances have flipped, where the greatest value you can have in the entire sport is a quarterback on a rookie contract, that maybe I believe the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction, and we give up on these guys too fast. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, my biggest uh, influence in my career is Coach Parcells. He was influenced a lot by Tom Landry, and he always talked about, hey, we got to give these guys at least three years, and that was like literally like from Lombardi to Landry to Parcells. I think you're right, you know, and I think Ryan Tannehill is an interesting example of a quarterback that, and look, he had some success with us in Miami. Obviously, he's taken it to the next level in Tennessee. And it's going to be interesting. Like, which one of these young quarterbacks is going to resurrect their career? Is it Sam? Is it Trubisky? Somebody else, I think you're what you're alluding to makes a ton of sense. It didn't happen with Josh Rosen. He left Arizona. It didn't pan out. But I do think it's probably gone a little bit to this win now, instant gratification. If they're not good in 10 minutes, let's go get the next guy. Round and round the NFL goes where it lands. Hopefully it's good news for Miami. That's all I'm really worried about. It's always good news when you have Hawk and Crowder on the horizon. I have my uh, my recap of the national championship game last night. Baylor said to Gonzaga, get out of my office. <laughs> Baylor, big last night. Pretty nice. We'll hear more from Hawk and Crowder next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. You got high off my devotion. We caught as your crutch. 
560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Hola, me llamo Dan Day. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow me on social media at Dan Day Radio. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's real simple and it's real wild. Buy the ticket, take the ride, as Hunter S. Thompson used to say. One of my heroes right there. Hawk and Crowder, also one of my heroes. But first, who's playing in the background? Mrs. Mister, or Miss Mister. I'm sorry about that. Miss Mister. I still think of you. Song's really good. Been around for a while. Very good stuff. Always good stuff with Hawk and Crowder. Love those dude dudes. They're making it happen. Weekdays from 2 to 6. Baylor. They were big last night. Hawk's going to touch on that. Could get a trifecta tonight here in South Florida. Clouds are chickens. But first, Solana is back. I think we've, uh, we've done something for Solana's ego. If he's uh, if he feels that it's acceptable to pay, play back in black as if he's back because he missed one day due to vacation and he needed a song to let everybody know that he's back, I think maybe we have inflated his ego a little too much, Crowder. <laughs> he needs a neck brace to hold up his head. This is ridiculous. I mean, you took one day off, Solana. It's not exactly a comeback show. <laughs> I'm surprised. What are we hearing in the next segment? Don't call it a comeback. Jordan's baseball back, year, Solana. Solana. It's like Good Jordan's to- baseball year, huh? <laughs> Headline in the Herald tomorrow, I'm back. So uh, Solana was off yesterday. Steven did a great job filling in, and uh, and we had a couple of guest headline readers with Joe Zagaki and Leroy Horde. It was really fun. I have my uh, my recap of the national championship game last night. Baylor said to Gonzaga, "Get out of my office!" <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> wire to wire, man. Oh, it's a little late, and it was sixteen to two. I was like, sixteen to two? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> That's when they cut it to sixteen to two. That was a wire to wire ass-kicking, and uh, we had Baylor. I think we said it pretty much the entire show. We're taking Baylor plus the points. We didn't think that was going to be the outcome. And I thought that at some point Gonzaga, you know, would make a run of it. Yeah, I mean, they handled them. Baylor handled them. It shows you a couple things. I think, A, I don't care what the sport is. Undefeated seasons are next to impossible. Cheers to Mercury Morris and the the rest of the the (laughs) 72 Dolphins. And, uh... Baylor is a really good basketball team. Like, they were one of the one seeds for a reason. And yep. uh, and Gonzaga struggled to get past UCLA at the 11 seed. So that was a uh, fun game to bet. I had a, a friend of my, mine uh, tweet uh, text me last night when it was like 20 to 6. And she said, this isn't even fun to watch. And I said, it is if you bet Baylor. I mean, it was just, just such a pleasure when you bet on it. So... Yeah, that was an ass kicking. That, that was that a old, national championship ass kicking. That old uh, good offense beats good defense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, that Baylor defense was biting they last night. Choked them out yeah. from the opening tip. It was crazy. Got a trifecta tonight. Marlins, Panthers, Heat. They all play. Got a little South Florida sports trifecta. And it's Masters week. Masters yeah. starts on Thursday. Do some Augusta stories this week. Solana got a brand new puppy. How's the new puppy, Solana? To tell you the truth, when I embarked on this journey, I really thought it'd be impossible. But to be honest, hasn't been as rough as I thought. All right. You got a cage? I do. Yeah, yeah a cage train is the best in the world. Nobody wants to poop on their own feet. <laughs> <laughs> you have some treats? I do. 
Yeah, I do. Right. Filling them up with some toy? treats. A little squeaky toy, some treats. A bean bag. I bought him a bean bag so he can take naps. In How do cage? people feel about this? How do people feel about this? He took a day off yesterday because he got a new puppy. I think you know my opinion of this. <laughs> Ridiculous as a man. Well, I had to take him to the vet. He, he needed to go to the oh, vet. Really didn't. And you really didn't. I got you. Well, I, I don't have to take my pup, my new puppy to the vet. No, I Someone needed to, to take him to the vet. This morning, yesterday morning. It's, it's know, my just... puppy. It's my responsibility. And I live alone, so I had to take him to the vet. What? Uh, but you couldn't have made a morning appointment? No, I could have, but there were no morning appointments available. <laughs> but that one, but that wouldn't have given you the day off. No, you earned it. I'm just teasing. Everybody gets days off. No worries. Uh, so what's the puppy's name? I'm calling him Fauci. I love that. Like Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I love that. But then we'll nickname him yeah. the Doc. We'll nickname him the Doc. That's cute. I like how you go, we're calling him Fauci for Dr. Fauci, as if we were wondering how you came up with the name. Huh. He's calling him Fauci. I guess that's for that Italian dish. Like, uh, it's one of the pastas, right? A Fauci. Wasn't that the quarterback before Marino was his name? <laughs> Wasn't that Again? a Fauci? wonder why he calls him Fauci. It's a mystery. Let us get headlines with our returning, our triumphantly returning Alejandro Solana. All right, we'll start with the Marlins. They lost 4-1 to to St. Louis yesterday. Who's working the... Uh, 560 board, by the way. Is it Steven? Steven. Steven. Yeah, tell him he did a great job yesterday. Yeah. He did. He yeah. did a great job yesterday. He did. No, he killed it. Um, yeah. What, uh, so what do you got in the headlines there? Marlins lost. Yeah. 4-1 to one yesterday to St. Louis. Mm. Game two of three versus the Cardinals is today. 6.40 p.m. first pitch. Cardinals messed up that one-game winning streak they had. One game? Yeah. Streak. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Scored more runs than the other team the other day. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. They put some runs on the board. I think they've hit the over uh, every game. What was what was yesterday's final? Four to one yesterday. Okay, so the under yesterday. So they've hit two overs and two unders. Who the hell is tracking this? <laughs> what, what is, Gamblers that are is, idiots and do it every what, game. What is wrong with me? All right. What else do you have, Solana? I see nothing's changed during my absence. Gone for a day. It was four <laughs> hours. It was four hours. And, and one, of, one, of the, together. one of the segments was a replay. I mean, it was really <laughs> three hours and 40 minutes. The Miami Heat, they're two games above 500. They play the Grizzlies tonight, 8 p.m. Remember, they lost to the Grizzlies a couple weeks ago. How yeah. about this? Justice Winslow. He's out tonight for Memphis. Not playing again. Yeah. This guy doesn't play. Just doesn't play basketball. Maybe got a new puppy. <laughs> That's an answer. We figured it out. That's frail. Let's be honest. He's frail. Nah, I, listen, if you want to do the buy low, sell high thing, like uh, you, you got rid of him at the right time. I mean, they knew, obviously, that he was uh, fragile. You seen the movie where uh, Samuel Jackson was Mr. Glass? And yeah, you thump him, his arm will break. Like, yeah, he's very Mr. Glass is over there in Memphis. I think he's played 16 total games for Memphis. A little coward, though, right? Skipping out on the Heat game tonight. A little thigh soreness, Justice. Come on, battle through it. You got to play in Miami. Yep, yep. You call him a coward and you took a day off to get Mr. Fauci? It's <laughs> a valid point there. So long. <laughs> 8 p.m. start time tonight in Miami. Casey Akpala is out. Gabe Vincent, he's probable tonight. The Florida Panthers, they also play tonight at the Carolina Hurricanes. First of two straight in Carolina. A 7 p.m. puck drop. Panthers looking for their seventh win in a row. Best team in the NHL. Ridiculous what is going on there. Do you guys see this per Adam Schefter that the Falcons are now receiving trade calls from multiple teams and they're open to moving out of the number four spot in the upcoming NFL draft, just 25 days away. 
I did not see that. That's interesting. Good. Let everyone that needs a quarterback, everyone that needs a quarterback, let them jump on in there before the Dolphins, and the Dolphins will have the pick of whatever they want. That's not a quarterback, which is what we want. Oh, heck yeah. You think about what is it? It's Wilson, it's Lawrence, it's Lance, and there's Fields. Fields. We're at six. Yeah, we're sick. I'm with you, Hawk. Let all these people get these QBs so we'll have everything available. I love it. Yeah, that would be best-case scenario for the Finns. And you would got to think at five, Cincinnati, they're going to go with the offensive tackle, Sewell. So, I mean, it's going to be whoever the Dolphins want to get at number six. Well, remember, we had John Clayton on, and through his sniffles and coughs, he told us that the Bengals, number five, are going to take Kyle Pitts. Although he may have been delirious from his illness. (laughs) But, But think about that. You have a young quarterback. You want to protect him or you want to give him weapons? That this has been going on for years. That that sure. is a decision every organization has to make: protection or weapons. Yep. Oh, I, I told you, I'll, I'll go ahead and trade for a fat boy. I like to get weapons. Yeah. Finally, guys, the average cloud weighs one point one million pounds. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like a puffy, just a puffy little white cloud. Yeah, like the average cloud. So not the really mm. tiny ones, but the average ones. So if you take all the water density that makes up the cloud i can believe that yeah that's interesting though right that's interesting all right how much how much again 1.1 million pounds 1.1 million pounds how many pounds in a ton crowder Two thousand. is that i have no idea so yeah some change right around (laughs) you literally could have told me three million and i would have said wow half a ton no 20 tons something no 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 yeah yeah yeah. what'd you say two thousand pounds yeah in a ton? Yeah, yeah. and this is 1.1 million pounds? Oh, yeah. I can't do math that fast. It's yeah. more than one. Five tons. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that either. I, I'm, I'm so dumb at math that I can make <laughs> others around me dumber. That's a, it's my superpower. I can say something. I, it's I can say something so dumb regarding math that I'll make people who are good at math, like Crowder, think that I'm right for a moment and st- Stumble over their words trying to figure out how I'm right. <laughs> no, that's my superpower. It really, and you that get me all the time. Yep. Yeah, 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 five. Yep. Five. That would you're be like, 10,000 oh, pounds. That would right. be 10,000. Right. No, you're wrong. Like, Ten. All right. Anything else, Solana? <laughs> I'm struggling here because I don't use pounds. I use I use kilograms. I use a different of unit of measurement. <laughs> of so course. I'm, I'm you're, you're on the metric system? Yeah, I'm on the metric system. Right. Okay. A million pounds is 500 tons. 500 tons. So a little puffy white cloud is 500 tons. Wow. Incredible. Hmm. That's... And it floats. Come it on. It floats. Come on. A float. What is heavier? How about this? What's heavier? 500 tons of cloud or 500 tons of chickens? That's both 500 tons. Mm, only one of them is floating, though. You know what? And so I think the 500, I think mm-hmm. the 500 tons of clouds is heavier. Lighter, excuse me, lighter. Don't let him get y'all. He's trying to get y'all. Don't let him get y'all. But to be fair, I mean, we don't know if 500 tons of chickens wouldn't float. I mean, have have we ever put 500 tons of chickens together? (laughs) So so you're saying the more chickens, the heavier the chickens, the higher the possibility that they float? Well, maybe that's the Because we know one chicken doesn't float. (laughs) Right. Right. One chicken doesn't float. Anyway, hopefully everyone's a little bit dumber right about now. I say clouds. No, not really. They weigh the same. It's the oldest joke in the book. I got got with that when I was in first grade. I promised myself I'd never get got with that joke again. Speaking of a joke, Paul Pierce. 
was joking around online the other day, had blunts and babies, strippers and blunts on his Instagram, and he was just having a good time. Well, apparently the good people at ESPN didn't believe so and fired him. A lot of people are saying, well, he also is an idiot on the air. So I put together a little something like this to show that sometimes Paul Pierce makes blunders on the television screen and not just on the IG screen. I could probably get a layup versus the Lakers right now. Whoa. Oh, I had the broad shoulders. That's why I could just put the shoulder in. And DeMar reminds me a lot of myself. You see all these kids doing the step back is because I pioneered. Oh, my. So you created the step back? No, I just made it famous. Uh oh. Easy. This is. We was in, and we was all in our prime versus them and they prime. Oh, here we go. They were, they, they were sitting on no championships <laughs> right now. If we was in our prime, we had the 33-year-old Paul, 35-year-old. Is that your prime? We were in your prime. No, he wasn't in our prime. I need a full chamberlain was in his prime. He was in no mid-30s. They prime. was 26, 27, and we all were the same age. That I feel like that's not the chance. argument, though. We pushed them to seven We pushed them to seven games. Right. I'm 35 years old. How, How about this? Wade won a championship in Miami without LeBron. LeBron won, Shaq. LeBron won one in Cleveland without Wade. And still, they won a couple together. Y'all got one. We got injured after the first year. AG missed half the season. Then the next year, we lost Perk in the finals. You got to be good and lucky. Come on. Well, it's healthy. We be sitting on three chairs. Overall, he's got more playoff points. What has LeBron did to build up any organization from the ground? What does that have to do with being one of the greatest of all time? But that they the greatest organization. Talk about these great players. That the name of the players that I say, they're all top flight players in the top five or top ten. Bill Russell built up the organization of Boston. Should get way more credit than we give him. A lot of times he gets left out of the uh, conversation. So in saying that, Kareem, look at the names that I say. Kareem, Magic, Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Bird. These guys are all top ten players. Who's the best wing shooter of all time? The best wing shooter of all time. Ooh. Right now, it's Ray Allen, but it will be Steph. It will. Be. It will be Steph. He's not a wing though. Wait. What is Steph? He's a point guard. Oh, he's a wing guy. What? He's What's a wing guy. He's a combo man, guard. That's not a point man, guard. He's so over with. He's man. a wing guy. But Ray Allen, he's so the Steph best Curry is not a. He's a wing guy. Yeah, he just. What plays, is a wing guy? He just. Plays I like it. Point. Wing guy. He's a combo. He's a hybrid. And then, then, then Clay. Those okay. two Clay right is now it's Clay is a... Then it's going to be Steph. Then it's going to be Steph, then, then it's Clay. Then it's going to be Clay. Oh, that's a weird chart. Both NBA Finals MVP. You have him in career points. He's got more playoff points. You are a more clutch shooter overall. He's got more playoff points. Paul, riddle me this. Who's the better NBA player? That's easy. I can say that off the bat. That's me. <laughs> if you give me Shaq. If you give me LeBron, they did. They called a big three. And, 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 yeah, I, we got that late. But like early in my career. I mean, what are you if doing? If you give right me now? these guys early in my career. What, what, let me ask you this. What would have been a perfect time for you, Paul? Let's make sure we get this right. When I was 24 years old. Okay. You give me Shaq. When I'm 24, 25, you give me LeBron and Bosch. I'll be sitting on five or six championships. Easy. Paul Pierce sometimes really is kind of a clown talking about he's greater than D. Wade and all this weird stuff about wing players and I'm the best. Nah, come on, man. Be cool. Just be normal. But I can't get mad at him for having a good life and posting it on Instagram. Maybe not posting it on Instagram, but bringing the party to you. Not 
shabby, but if you're going to go out, ugh, not the best way to go out. So Paul Pierce, he's going to be with somebody eventually broadcasting, but not with ESPN. Sorry, no, goodbye. I'm not telling you goodbye. I'm telling you I'll see you and talk to you later. Yep, yep, it is almost that time. Got to get to the downtowner in Fort Lauderdale like I usually do on Tuesdays hosting Trivia Night. If you have any questions for me about that, you can hit me up on social media at Dan Day Radio. Dan Day Radio on all the social media platforms. If you want to download the podcast for this show or any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe, it's real simple. Go to our website, wqam.com. You can go to the Odyssey app. That's a new thing. We are the Odyssey app. If you had the radio.com app, it is just transferred over to the Odyssey app. If you want to download it, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey app. Or you can go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. And like I said, if that's too much, hit me up at Dan Day Radio and all the social medias, and I will do my best to answer for you. Hoping to get the trifecta tonight. Marlins, get that big win. Heat, get a win. Not to mention the Panthers get a win. It could happen. It's not all outside of the realm of possibilities, especially how the Florida teams have been playing lately, or at least the South Florida teams or the Miami area teams have been playing lately. It could happen. Believe and achieve. Of course, it's not up to me. I'm just going to do the best to cheer them on and believe as best I possibly can. And when I get home tonight, maybe crack open a few beers and see what happened after trivia. I know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to be back here rocking out and hanging out with you, playing some music, playing some interviews back, and talking about all types of random nonsense, because that's just the type of person I am, here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.